0: Um it's, it's like the songs that we're saying. It's all about the cross. It's all about Jesus. It's not me. It's Christ. May twenty eighth is um a few things have happened in my lifetime. <laughs> I shouldn't have looked. <laughs> if I see somebody crying, then I get emotional. Um, I asked my wife to marry me. That was May 28th. And May 27th, two years ago, and that was 44 years ago, May 28th, two years ago, or May 27th, I... Um, Joe in for my last time, um, running her out. So things have changed in my life. So has it been easy? Has life been um, what one of the songs, uh, one of the, the few of the words that were sung in the song was about God's been good all the time. Has he been good all the time? Has he been good to you all the time? What keeps you going when things are tough in your life? Why do you keep serving God when he takes away things in your life that you hold dear to you? In, In Psalms 28 verse 1, David talks somewhat about it. Um, asking the Lord, please don't be silent. Speak to me, because if you don't, I'll be like those that are in the pit. And he talked about earlier about those that were in the pit, those who walked away from God, spending the rest of their life in a pit. And David didn't want to be that. And David mentioned other places. You know, my foot... S- closely slips away because of God not being in our presence. And so I would encourage us to to have something to reach forward to. I remember going to Oregon on one of our many trips and you know, as you're going out through Nebraska and it goes endless and endless highway, and then you got Wyoming and it's endless, endless driving. What kept me going? You know, it would have been easy to just say, I'm tired of driving and I'm ready to turn back and go home. But what kept me going was what was on the other, at the end of the trip, and that was to be with my wife's family and, yeah, getting to be in Oregon for a couple of weeks and, and just enjoying the time there. So I had a purpose in this trip, and that's what kept me going in life or in, in my travels. And I would like to encourage you to have a purpose in life, Don't just run your course, and if you get tired, walk away, like so many have. One example I would like to look at is in Genesis chapter 12. This is the story of Abram. This was before he was Abraham. So I'm going to say Abram, but sometimes I might slip and say Abraham. So um, in Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord hath said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So I would like to go back in Abram's life and see where he was and terah would have been abram's father and terah had three sons and he could have had more but these are the three that mentions in the in the bible and it was abram who was would have been the oldest and nahor and and haran and terah had left his homeland or was leaving his homeland but he didn't His final destination was he wanted to go to Canaan. So um, Terah was taking his family and they got to Haran, which is a a town named after, uh, same as his son. But he came to Haran and he stopped. And that was before he got to Canaan. Now, I don't know why he stopped, but some reason he... He stopped there, and that's where he set up his household. Um, Other interesting things was that Haran, which would have been the father of Lot, and Milcah, which is, those two are mentioned in the Bible, and Haran, or, yeah, Haran, would have been their father. And Haran died at a a young age. And we say young age, we think young. I don't know how old he would have been. He could have been 50 and still been young back then. But he passed away. And so Terah was taking the responsibility of of these two children. And then Lot ended up going with Abram into the new country, which he wasn't supposed to. And then Milcah would have been the wife of Uncle Nahor. So they, and, and again, I don't know why, but Terah was taking his family out of the Chaldees. Now, who the, what was the Chaldees? What was that country that he was taking his family out of, and we've heard, or I have heard that, you know it's, they would have served many idols. But I would like to share just a couple things of what took place in this land that Terah was taking his family out of. It would have been um, the place where the Babylon, uh, Babel was, the tower of Babel that they wanted to make a name great and they wanted to reach into heaven. It would also have been the same area where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken out of their country and put into the land of the Chaldeans. And you had the story of Daniel in the lion's den because of that. We had the story of the, of the three in the fiery furnace took place in there. And you've heard the, the story of uh, the Tower of Nebuchadnezzar and the greatness of Babylon. That's what terror was taking his family out of, that area. So there was a lot of idol worshiping, and it would have been a good time to leave. But he didn't get all the way to Canaan, and I would assume that probably God stopped him But Tered stopped before he got to Canaan. Why? Like I said, I don't know why. But he didn't finish to reach his final destination. And then this is where God said, Abram, I want you to go into Canaan. So, so Aaron did, uh, Abram did. He, he left immediately. And he went. Well, let me read. Get thee out of um, verse 1. He says, I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. Curse him that curseth thee. And then in, in thee, all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all the sons subs- <clears throat> that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth into the land of Canaan. Unto the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem unto the plains of Morah and the Canaanite was then in the land and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto thy seed will I bless uh, give this land there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him and he removed from thence unto a mountain of the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and Ahai on the east, and there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going still toward the south. I'm going to stop reading there. God took Abram across. He built an altar in Canaan. Now remember that. And if you read on through the story, you see that as he was in his land, and God had said, I will give all this to you, and you will be blessed, and and you will populate it. And God was going to use Abram in a great way. But there was a famine in the land, and Abram had to to leave. Now you wonder why. You know, you brought me this far and then you take it away? You caused this famine? I mean I felt like you was leading me down this path and then you took it from me. You know, there are things you can talk about. You know, you have a vision. For something, and God seems to be blessing you in this vision, and then He takes it away from you through uh, death of a loved one, or through uh, fire, or or whatever it may be that comes into your path. And here Abram was to populate the world, and here there's a famine, and he has to go to Egypt. But if you continue with the story, God or Abram come out of the Egypt and went a different path, and he ended up where he built the, the altar when he went into Canaan. So God used the, the drought to have Abram seem to circle his property that God said all his years And that, to me, is exciting. But when you're in the experience, it's not. So then God uh, reminded Abram that all this is yours. And and Abram says, how can that be? I, I can't even have children. How are you going to populate this world? Are you going to use my servant Eliezer? God said, no, I'm going to use you. And of course, you know, they took matters into their own hands because God didn't seem to be doing it and caused a lot of grief. So what kept Abraham going? What motivated him to continue on in his path when things didn't seem to go the way he thought it should? What keeps you going in your path, in your Christian walk, When things don't seem to go as you like, you know. And I think of um, Peter when he took his. He was on the boat and it was storming and the the waves were high and the wind was blowing and and here comes Jesus walking on the water and Peter says, "Lord, if it's you, I'd like to do that." And so Jesus says, "Come." And and Peter did. He walked on the water. But what happened was, he took his eyes off of Jesus, and focused on his surroundings, and he lost. He started to sink. And I think um, we do the same thing. We we want to focus on Christ but we take our eyes off of him and then we run into problems and sink. And Abram did. And then God again tested Abram, says, well, you have your son now, now go sacrifice him. And Abram did. So what kept Abram going in all this? Well, Abram knew who God was. Abram didn't just have... um, know about God, but he knew God as a personal um, friend, a personal relationship with God. He knew that God was someone he could trust. He knew that God was real. He knew that God created the heavens and the earth, and he put his faith and trust in God. And I trust that we can do the same thing. You know, we can even sit here in the auditorium and say, I I believe there's a God, but do we really have faith in him? Are you willing to stay with him through the difficult times? Or do we get distracted along the path and everything looks fearful to us and we sink? And I think that as we were taking the trip to Oregon again, you know, if I, I had two weeks and if I was to go here and if I was to go there and, and my two weeks are up and I'd have to return. Distractions can keep us from that goal. And Abram seemed to appear like, Whatever came to his mind, he still served his God. So what kept Abram going? What keeps you going? I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse well, I want to read verse 1 and then verse 10. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 10, for, well, I'll read verse 9. So, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for, he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. So what kept, what kept him going, Abram going? What was his focus in life? You know, he left not knowing where he was going. Who among us would do that? Now I know there's a couple ladies here, their husbands. I don't know if there's any husbands, I can't think of, them, but think of my wife and the Troyer's wife, coming to a strange land, Alcar County, not knowing the people, except me and my family. So what cap what made you do that? I'd like to think it was me. But I think it's because. They wanted what God wanted for their lives. And they, at that time, chose to be our helpmeet. But distractions along the way can cause us to miss that city. You know, if we keep our focus on that city, it's so much easier to. Um, Go through things like uh, devastation, losing everything, and whatever comes to your mind or has come to your life. To have the final view of that city, and that's what Abraham had. But Abraham um, went looking for that city. Now, I don't know if he thought he would see this city somewhere in Canaan, but he knew that God was creating, going to create a new Jerusalem, a new city, and he looked forward to that. Well, we know because we have the Bible now, but we know what that city is going to be like. Um, in John's chapter six, Jesus was talking here to the disciples, and there's a few disciples who walked away. I don't know how many, but they walked away because of what Jesus was saying. They couldn't quite grasp that. And then in verse 67, it says, then Jesus said unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Speaking to Peter, or the twelve disciples, but then Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thus hath Thou hast the word of of eternal life. So when someone asks you, what are you going to do now? Where, Where do you have anywhere to go but to Christ? There's no place in this world that you can find comfort and help through this. And it's in Christ alone. So it's my encouragement to you would keep up the faith. Have the faith that Abraham had. Or Abram. Have the faith that through the trials of life I'm going to stand firm for you and allow you to um, to fulfill the plan that I created you for. You were just not a a number that God's put here and says, number three trillion, whatever. But He put you here for a reason, and that is to serve and glorify Him. So He wants you to do that. And so I encourage you to have the faith to do that. I would like to ask Gary to come forward, if you would. God has been faithful for me for the last 16 years, and now I'd like to hand the baton to you. So preach the word, and may the Lord bless you.